0: mother I've started weirdo how does haunted sleep through this shit like she she's next to me she's like right here sleeping in my windowsill I mean she slept so hard the last episode she literally fell off of she flopped she flowed like a liquid off the windowsill she fell asleep like halfway off of it she is used to it she's used to it yeah she's used to me screaming but in like her head like what does she think I'm doing like this is the equivalent of like me looking at her and she's just like facing a mirror meowing a lot (laughs) she's like you're recording your podcast (laughs) what do you mean you're right I'm really doing her a disservice by uh, assuming she doesn't know exactly what's going on but she's listening to every word what's up hot queens did you bring the
1: baby gherkins (laughs) (laughs) This is when I really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast. Astronomical. I hate to see it. Wasted potential. Are you drunk?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am so drunk right now. Welcome to Bad Author Book Club, where we're not like other authors, we're worse. I'm Ryan LaSalla.
1: And I'm Clarabel Artega and we're two authors reading the most bizarre fiction we can find. Uh, so before we get started, if you want to follow us on social media, we are on we're on anchor at anchor.fm slash proud author book club. Our Twitter is Bad Author Pod, Instagram is Bad Author Book Club, and our website is badauthorbookclub.wordpress.com. Make sure that you stick around also till the end of the episode because we will be answering some listener questions that we got from our Discord, which if you want to join and you should, because it's where all the cool kids mm-hmm. hang out, um, the link for that will
0: be in our show notes. That's right. Today's episode is chapter six. Countdown to final simulation exam, four years, Lex. What? It's
1: like the Da Vinci Code every time.
0: What? Yes. Wait, wait. Since when is there a simulation exam? Where the the other chapters didn't start with a countdown for Lex? There's always been a countdown to the emergence ball, but suddenly Lex has a countdown too. Yeah, I just I feel frustrated at. <laughs> all of the things that are being thrown at us. Thankfully, I
1: actually remember this chapter because I just read it. So um, you won't have to explain what happened to me
0: this Oh, time. honey, I'm sitting back. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let you affirm my femininity. I'm going to sit back with my ankle raised and wait for you to come rescue me, <laughs> I was working so hard (laughs) last episode. You were. You really
1: were. (laughs) So we start off sort of like learning about uh, Lex's schedule Mm -hmm. and this motto that they have be industrious, be vigilant, behave, Mm -hmm. which I felt like... Be industrious and be vigilant was good. And then behave was just like so stupid at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's <was>, like fine. <laughs> so we're learning like sort of what her day looks like. She's really busy. She's like working
0: really hard. Block scheduling classes.
1: <laughs> yes. She sort of decided after she was put in the equivalent of like solitary confinement. Her run yeah. in with Cassina, mm-hmm. cause she like punched her in the nose mm-hmm. or whatever, that she was just gonna throw herself into her work. She knew that like Cassina she knows Cassina is coming after her, but she's like, whatever, I'm just gonna work really hard and do what I do the best I can. Mm-hmm. I wrote a note here, it, it that Cassina is like sure that Lex is at the academy by an accident, mm-hmm. and I was, like, very Zarpeza-coded. Mm-hmm. Like, Zarpeza's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And, like, Zarpeza was right. <laughs> oh,
0: my God, yeah, the fact that I, I never thought that that would bear out the way that it did in Model Land, where the, eventually they got, like, the actual student roster, and it turns out Tookie's, like, not on it. <laughs> Zarpeza was right the whole time. She was
1: right all along. Justice for Zarpeza.
0: And I think that that's going to happen here, too, because, like what is clear is that which one of this lex like has some sort of strange like logistical origin right like she was placed she was pulled out of an orphanage she's the only orphan to be in the academy mm. so like clearly someone has been pulling some sort of string which and this is not to defend cassina it's mostly to point out the fact that like anybody would be a little bit skeptical as to like why this Parson was here. So that's not the odd part. The odd part is that then it turns into, like, this very, like, prejudiced attempt to, like, basically turn the school against Lex. And one thing I just want to yeah. quickly point out uh, is that as part of the the code of ethics, like, core value of be vigilant, you have to also be looking out for your, like, feather, fellow cadets. And there's a line that says, like, they'll, their failure is your failure, which is basically... I think sort of added in here to highlight the fact that like teamwork is really supposed to be a good thing here. And this chapter sort of ends up being about teamwork-ish. But the last chapter that we just had for the, for Livia, there was a moment when Micah, like the popular girl failed and Livia like reveled in it too. So I kind of wonder if they're starting to diverge in their upbringings with like how they are basically sat in opposition to like, Things like teamwork and community and, like, how to get ahead and things like that, too. I don't know if that's just a coincidence, but I did wonder if that parallel was important.
1: I actually read something more sinister in that point. Ooh, tell me. It says, hold yourself accountable, then hold your fellow cadets accountable. And that just sounded like spying to me. Mm. Like, make sure you're watching what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And, like, yes, like, make sure that everyone's doing well. But I think that that lends itself to sort of, like, surveillance. I felt like that might be a little bit foreshadowing for maybe you know the sort of like Salem witch trial vibes mm-hmm. of like accusing people of doing something mm-hmm. or keeping, keeping an eye on them
0: sort of like telling on them when they don't do what they're supposed to do right we must be vigilant yeah I mean you have a good point and we'll get to the later in the chapter there is a moment that I think specifically speaks to kind of what you're talking about but yeah. you're, you're dead on so Back to Casina. Casina is trying to sort of mm, like ruin Lex's reputation by calling her like Mud Girl, mm. Orphan Waste, Dirt Baby. <laughs> Which Dirt Baby sounds like a really iconic album title. Like that, like Charlie XX.
1: <laughs> that is going to be the album that we put out of all my jingles. Oh, yeah, Dirt Baby. Yes! Oh
0: my god! The Dirt Baby. <laughs> Drop the Dirt Baby EP.
1: And so Actually, there was one um, line that I wanted to... Mm-hmm. Like, one little short graph that I wanted to point out that I really liked. Um, so when Lex is talking about how Cassina is trying to sort of, like, sabotage her... <laughs> what was that face for? <laughs> what? Why, why did BTS suddenly...
0: Did you, like, tap your um, ear? Because and I play... pressed
1: something... Om- it, it started playing BTS. Okay. <laughs> I was like, "Are JK, are you here? Not now, boys. So when she's talking about how Kasina mm-hmm. thinks she's in the Academy by, by a mistake, Lex has this sort of like internal monologue of the worst part, secretly, I wonder mm-hmm. if she might be right. I had always felt like an accident being quote unquote special I didn't like that that wording of it but she says maybe the charade was at its end I would be found out any moment bottom out as if I'd escaped my true fate and was living on borrowed time Um. I I wrote like more of this because like I feel like if Lex really felt like she was there by an accident mm-hmm. and like was trying for people to not discover that she was there by an accident, it would give so much more tension to her being in this place and like her having to sort of like fight against her instincts to fight all the sure. time and be sort of like super violent all the time and respond to everything with like her fists. Um, Seeing her suppress that in the sake of like, staying here so she had like a chance at a better life Mm -hmm. like wouldn't she want that hello like this is her like this is such a lucky thing for her in their world to be one of these cadets but she's never sort of like up until this chapter never shown sort of the importance of that and i feel like it Mm -hmm. still could have been like made more clear how life-changing this is and how like she needs to do well in order to not lose this opportunity, yes. but there's this fear of, like, I don't actually belong here and I can't let anybody find out. But up until now, it's sort of been like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, Fuck this place like fuck this girl like i'm just gonna hit people if they make me angry i haven't felt that sort of like sense of urgency or fear from her at all yeah. and that's a little frustrating and the,
0: like a character's fear becomes the reader's fear like their anxieties like we inherit them if the writer is doing their job but the fact of the matter is, is that you're right. dead on there's no risk really to like it doesn't feel like a real risk like what this book feels like it feels like It is glued to, like, the guardrails. Like, nothing could knock off these girls from their pick-me, like, chosen one story. Like, nothing is going to derail that because they seem to be so exceptional in, like, just the right ways, and there doesn't seem to actually be any, like, real consequences for these things, too. But I love your idea of, like, yeah, what if she was actually at risk of leaving? What if she was there by accident? What if she needed to desperately hide that secret? But no, like... All that we really have is the insinuation that, like, she feels insecure about this, maybe. Um, But again, insecurity is not going to defeat her in this instance when, again, when it comes to the actual tasks that they're doing, she's so amazing at everything.
1: Yeah, it's very frustrating.
0: So a few other things that we get that are in terms of, like, some some world-building details that we know you guys love the details, so listen up (laughs) we learned that they have like a whole lingo for sort of like leveling people so for instance if you're called core like you're literally from the core of the earth or close to it that's like disgusting poor that's like a low level status so the core people are bad but if you're called crust like you're near the crust like that's really good so like if something strato in the other world or something like that like like high terms refer to like a high status low terms even though core is right inarguably a really cool word no it's not a good thing that you want to have like leveled at you so being called like low level is a really bad thing and a lot of like the like bullying that kind of befalls people in this chapter has to do with like a low level status the other thing that they mention is that like the low level people are low level This really annoys me because when Indra, right, the city that sort of started underground and then like burst through and like now is allegedly in the sky, though I still maintain that it's not. uh, The people that stayed behind that didn't want like humanity to survive, like they stayed in the low levels. So basically, like the poor people, they chose it for themselves. (laughs) Like they brought it upon themselves because they stayed behind. (laughs) I
1: cannot. I cannot okay so either if that's actually true yeah. wh- how stupid but I- in order for that to work that has to just be like a misconception right, right? Of course. like like why would they like she says like why would they choose to be there um yeah and i would hope that that's not like actually the right. choice the the truth propaganda she's been told yeah. right um i just find it funny like the things that she like chooses to believe in the things she chooses to like push back on. Um because she seems like really distrustful of like authority, but like suddenly this like nonsensical mm-hmm. fact about the past, she's like willing to accept and even get like passionate about it. <laughs> yeah. Like why would you ever choose to be poor? And it's like, okay, calm down.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's like, I can't imagine a word. She's like, These people are subhuman basically choosing to be poor. Like they must fucking love it. So um, and the reason this matters is because we're about to sort of get a glimpse of like why the academy exists. Because that's my question. I'm like, why do these people exist? Like what what you know, force is there to quell if, like, everything is so strictly run and, like, everyone knows the rules and there's all this, like, indoctrination. I'm like, what Mm -hmm. exactly are they getting ready to be cadets against? And we'll find out in a second.
1: We just keep hearing about all the sort of, like, horrible things Cassina is spreading about her and I found it really interesting that, like, Lex could hear every whisper about her.
0: Oh, yeah. Her hearing's amazing.
1: Once again... This is something that happened in Model Land except there was no explanation for yeah. it, right? Like Tookie could hear everything anyone was saying no matter how far away <laughs> they were. And it was just like uh, this vehicle of like convenience and like it just happened because just it just happened, yeah. right? But like in this story, um I don't think it's done very well, obviously. Like why would she have this super hearing uh, for some reason? But what what like a lame power? like what that's so lame and i also wonder if it will have any sort of like bearing on the plot yeah. or like any reason other than like allowing her to do the thing that Tookie just could do naturally <laughs> like for no reason yeah. in model
0: land. they so the hearing thing makes me laugh every time it comes up because i think it's such a funny power like super hearing like okay uh but um, oh, and can't she see in the dark really well, too? Yeah, this is the one that she can also see yeah. everything in the, in the dark. Has Livia shown any, like, proclivities like this? She's good at math, right? But she was told she can't learn math. So is one girl, like, physically amazing and the other is, like, mentally amazing? Is that, the like, what's happening here?
1: Livia's also physically talented because, remember, she didn't fall off the platform because she was, like,
0: oh, so yeah.
1: sort of nimble I think we're gonna to have to make a chart <laughs> Yeah. with like their traits because I'm not remembering what they can do and I'm mixing them up so we definitely need to make some sort of
0: spreadsheet do you want to hear a theory that I have
1: yes always
0: I think right now we're operating with the assumption that these two girls are like twins or something and they're like separated at birth right and that these storylines are happening at the same time but a thought occurred to me in the last episode where like oh my god how cool would it be if this is actually like one person who's cloned over two different like timelines like one of these stories happens like a hundred years in the past and like Livia's story is like a hundred years in the future but it's like the same person recurring I think that would be actually like really cool
1: ooh yeah I mean I think that would be way too cool for like these writers however Mm. I do have a, my own cloning theory, mm-hmm. and but we'll get to it in the next okay, chapter.
0: Okay, 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 okay. So yeah, <laughs> so we're learning about the cadets, and obviously Lex is having a hard time at Cadet Academy because she's being bullied, and her her reputation is being besmirched. And then in comes some person, some like commanding, uh, commanding, Commander Halsa, and he comes in and he's like, guys. There's been a terrorist attack. He doesn't call it that, but basically a, what was it? Like, oh, two people disguised as maintenance workers came into the hub, which is like a big place, and put explosive charges in a transport tube, and people died. People died.
1: 121 others died alongside him. It was the largest rebel attack in Indra's history. Mm Mm-hmm. I love the lack of, like, response to
0: this. Yeah. Oh, my God. No one says anything. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. And they basically get this, like, Oh, spe- interesting. <laughs> oh, <Yo>, nice. <laughs> like, no tears.
1: Thanks for sharing that with
0: us. No reaction. Like, you're right. We don't even get, like, we don't get, oh, my God. The He goes on, his speech goes on for a little bit. Um, and he's like yeah like Indra is a city started by the founders to like reach towards the sky but yet there are pockets within us that would rather see us die which again like this fallacy this clear fallacy like not noted Um, and yeah no one reacts there's no reaction from like anybody and even Lex not even a gasp she's just like like we move on and she's like it felt at that moment that he was speaking to me um yada 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 but there's no like oh my god like those people are dead like no shock no awe none of that
1: yeah it was very weird to me and she's like kind of going like she's kind of gushing over him also she's like he's tall and handsome um Uh and he made me feel
0: safe i want to serve him yeah i'm gonna serve him i'm gonna make him proud of me it's like how come she sees this as an opportunity to make someone like Pro- like what a psycho reaction.
1: Which one is this, Lex? Lex? Yeah. So Lex is like, um, no longer could we inoculate ourselves from the reality of what we were training for, Rebel. So yeah, we've learned a new <laughs> that's word in the title, mm-hmm. guys. It's important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So she's she's sort of seeing like it's not just like pretend. Like we're actually we we're fighting for something mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Um, and I guess it like sort of like lights a fire under her. Um, And then the natural conclusion um, from that is that you go and play a game of Zip Ball.
0: Crazy! Why do they do this? (laughs) This is, like... like, Psychotic. No one has a reaction. The whole class just stands up and goes to recess. (laughs) Like, this is crazy.
1: It's like there was just the hugest... The biggest terrorist terrorist attack in their history... And the response is like, let's go play a good game of Zip-Ball. And I'm going to tell you, this is awful for me personally because (laughs) there's so many explanations of rules and a sport and a game. And not only does it not matter, it sounds stupid, it's boring, and I'm just so frustrated. Like, how do you move on from like a huge terrorist attack, have no emotion, and then you play
0: This is, like, me in, like, whatever, fourth grade, hearing about 9-11, as if I then turned to the kid next to me with, like, a Cat's Cradle yarn game, being like, do you want to play Cat's Cradle? Like, it it is so, so weird that they're like, okay, right. No, it's worse
1: than that. It's like the whole school going to play tennis after. (laughs) It's like, well... (laughs) Yes.
0: Let's play kickball. And, like, the explanation, by the way, that we get is, like, maybe it was the worst idea, or maybe it was the best. I mean, who's to know? (laughs) So... That's that's like that's the transition into going with like zip ball, which I mean, yeah. So I'll I'll explain it really quickly, but basically it sounds like basketball, but instead of dribbling a ball, you've got these electrocharged gloves and the ball is a fifteen pound like metal ball that um you manipulate via electric charges attached to your hands so it's basically magnets I think is kind of what they mean and you score points into into a goal but you have to wear like heavy equipment to play like helmets and things like that because obviously if you get hit with like a 15 pound metal ball like that's gonna do some damage hint hint like I wonder what's about to happen so they're playing and I do want to know one thing that I thought was kind of cool was that Lex, she, well, she notes that she's amazing at this, but of co- of course she's amazing at this because she's amazing at everything. So yeah. annoying! Like she's like, I'm amazing yeah. at this. Yeah,
1: at the orphanage, I I'd grown good at it. She yeah. says, "Fucking You me. know why though? What aren't you good the, at? This
0: is the one time we get an explanation as to why. At the orphanage, they played, but they had really like, like. Kind of fucked up equipment so even like the court had like holes in it that you could like break your ankles in and like their their gloves were spotty with like their signals so they would like lose their charge over time and distance and so it made I don't know why that would make her a better player like I don't know why that turns into her being like kind of the best at this but we get an explanation that basically because she had a really like rough upbringing it like taught her how to play zip ball better yeah <laughs> she goodbye yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, it's also like I hate the contradiction of her always having to be upset about mm. things. Like we find out that like Vip, like obviously like Vippy tries to choose her first. It says out of some weird pride because like Cassina makes sure that like she's not chosen like for her team, um, and for whatever reason this makes her unhappy, and she's like she could have spent that pick more wisely, despite saying that she's very good at it. So like how? Like, why would it be a a smarter pick to pick somebody else? Are you good at this game or not? And it just seems like she needs to be upset all the time. Like, she can't ever just, like, be happy about something or, like, excited about something or being like, yes, I got picked, like, first, like. She has to either like show no emotion or anger. That's the only two things she's capable of, and that's very frustrating. She feels like curmudgeon to me.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, curmudgeon. Come. It is curmudgeon coded. It's this whole book and both of their points of view sort of read like a Batman monologue. Like Gotham never sleeps, but neither do I. Like no one wanted to pick me, but they don't need to yes, because I am. No one picks vengeance. <laughs> yeah. All yeah, right. Like it's like it's like girl, <laughs> calm down. They're playing fucking zip ball. <laughs> So, and of course, like, as it turns out, the, the the teams are, like, hot people versus the poors. It's, like, Casina, Kas, or whatever her name is, versus, or, sorry, Casina and, like, Kane, remember? The Kane who loves to paint screams. Um, They're on a team with some other popular people. And then, like, the <laughs> Hubbers, who are, like, kind of, like, middle, lower middle class, I think. And then um, Vippy is part of that. And then we have our, our main character, um. Whatever her name is. Lex. (laughs) And so, yeah, it's like, yeah, right. So, like, which doesn't make sense because they were, again, they were, like, they were captains picking teams. So how it turned out to be this makes zero sense. But basically, like, what we're, the scene that we're going to get is that we've got this hyper adept heroine who is going to, like, lead her team to victory because she's, like, so amazing. And, like, lo and behold, like, the scene starts. She's, like, we get some really interesting, like, sports language. Someone... Involved in this project Like Write sports books Or like sports Cause there's like A lot of like Sporty talk in here too And I can't find any of it It doesn't matter You just have to trust me Um But like the descriptions Of them actually playing Are like Oh like actually Kind of compelling Snappy writing Like it's exciting Of course Lex scores the first point She scores a point She's amazing
1: Then Christina Is like pissed Because she scored The first point And she Hits her in the back Of the head And cracks her Helmet open she's like on the floor and basically they're like the game's over like you can't keep Mm -hmm. playing but do you does anyone think she's gonna stop yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely not she's like i don't give a crap um and so she decides to like use her like weird hearing power to like win i don't understand what's going on i really don't but she can hear like the vibrations or like the buzzing of someone engaging the ball so that is going to help her like anticipate people's moves I guess yeah
0: exactly the ball has like a it emits sort of like a frequency as do the gloves that they use to sort of like cradle it and maneuver it and so yeah she's using that like frequency to gauge where it is and it doesn't like really work at first because she's like literally running into people but eventually when kane gets the ball all the way down to like the her goal basically she does stop him from getting it into the goal and she realizes Mm -hmm. that like oh shit like i can't play offense because i can't see their goal because i can't hear it crazy uh but i can play defense and be a goalie because i can hear the ball coming and then like you know block it and things like that that's basically her reasoning as she's like by the way she's like blacking out and her skull is like cracked open
1: <laughs> it, it it turns out that nobody scores so they, they're they they're like tied in the mm-hmm. end and if you're wondering what this has to do with the plot it's literally so am i because like what this didn't advance the plot forward in any way all it did was show us that like Cassina still hates her and when we didn't stop thinking that so <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what the point of Zip ball was. <laughs> I really am not sure
0: well, it's what you do after you learn about a terrorist attack. it's a school tradition that we play a rousing game of zip ball after learning about a national tragedy but you're right there's I the scene ends and it's like you know we didn't score a goal but neither did they and like I consider that a major win and then then we there's a scene break <laughs> we move on to the next thing I don't think we have we've had a chapter without a scene break yeah there definitely hasn't. I mean, maybe that very first one, but they're not necessarily always used as scene breaks. They're often just used as like sort of like a like sometimes things pick up right on the other end of the break exactly where they left off. It's just it's just like a a transition, really. It's the doo sound that we use uh, in the podcast.
1: Doo-doo-doo. It very much is uh, Just add a sentence uh, How hard can uh-huh. it be It's later that week uh, They're about to eat their rations And there's chatter Something's going on There's like a whole hubbub going And like Kane shrugs He doesn't give a shit um, None of the sort of like teachers Or uh-huh. whatever are intervening Lex is like What is going on And she finds Cassina And her friends Sort of like Attacking Vippy uh-huh. And accusing her of being a rebel because apparently the rebels that, uh, who caused the attack were from her section or her zone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so they're like, well, they're from her zone. She's probably one of them, which is so stupid.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she gets profiled.
1: So Lex defends mm-hmm. her, in which Cassina turns her eye on her and she's like, oh, you're probably defending her because you're one of them also. And it becomes, like, new fuel for her to, like, use against her. Yeah,
0: and of course, because, like, suddenly Lex, like, all she cares about is how horrible the rebels are because she's bought wholesale this, like, lie, this fallacy, which is, again, so silly because she's doubting everything else and she's so much better than everything else. But suddenly someone tells her this and she's like, I hate the rebels. I never want to be associated with rebel scum. So she... Is antagonized really easily by being called a rebel or insinuated as such. And so she uses force against Cassina, which she was told explicitly to never do again. And Kane actually helps out by like getting a goon off of her by like tripping him. So now there's like clear yeah. sides here. Mm-hmm. And she's like, don't. What did she say? Oh, if you ever call me that again, you will see just how rebellious I can get. And I'm like, wow, we just learned the word rebel and now we're conjugating it. Impressive. She really is smart. She's everything. She promises. And. I hate it. Cassina, like, oh, the the buzzer, the break time buzzer sounds, which is like the lunch bell, basically. And the fight dissipates, which. I don't know. And, like, when I was in, like, middle and high school, all the fights happened during, like, passing time when things were at their most chaotic. So, unrealistic, but whatever. Uh, and we <laughs> then get, like, uh, there's this weird passage. Did you, like, know that, like note the passage where she's like, I've been angry most of my life? Like, that whole moment?
1: Who's Samantha? Oh, <laughs> Samantha
0: is the, the one who was in the cot but then vanished. Remember at the orphanage, she was the one that like helped, like sort of like mothered Lex and gave her food.
1: Yeah, I completely forgot who she was. Um, I hate I hated this little this little moment Uh because she went from helping Vippy to suddenly being like, "Wait, what if she is a rebel?" And I'm
0: like, "Are you dumb?" Yeah, that was this is such a like it's the scene ends with her like looking at Vippy and being like, "Wait." She kind of looks rebellious. <laughs> like she's 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 such a, she's looking rebellious to me.
1: Now that I think about it, yeah, I think I've heard some things about her, yeah. and they're not
0: good. She goes, she goes. I looked at Miss Vipsinia, which is Vippy's whole name, and all I could see were the same doubts Cassina had. A rebel. I feared that I had stuck my neck out for one. <gasps> why? Why? Like, yeah. So, like, what? Why? are you going to acknowledge that, like, the doubts come from a place of, like, prejudice? Is that not going to be unpacked? Like, I'm so curious where this belief came from. And if we're supposed to basically read her as someone who becomes so, like, caught up in, like, the righteousness of propaganda, that actually is really interesting. I would love to read a character who is sort of taken in by, like this you know the conspiracy or whatever and while we know that it's fake like they can't find their way out of it and eventually you know they they learn and they grow but like i don't know if that's the point i actually fear that vippy is going to turn out to be a rebel like i think i literally think that's what's going to happen
1: Th- This none of this whole paragraph makes sense and i'm just going to read it yes. um it says I had been angry for my for most of my life. It was the sort of thing Samantha had curbed just with her present and Kane was going to fill that role as well. So she's saying that like she's had these friends by her side that helped her sort of like control her yeah. anger, right? But she says, But here in the wake of the past week, of the past year, and all those that came before, I felt those instincts become completely unhinged. What motherfucking instincts? hmm You're saying that it's other people that help you stay in control. Yeah. So, your only instinct here is anger. Yeah. So, like, I don't understand. So, she says she was beyond thought, she was beyond compassion. I looked at Vespinia, and all I could see were the same doubts Cassina had. So, like, why turn her anger on Vespinia? I don't understand how any of that makes any I'm sense confused Like, too. It just feels very contrived to me. So, all of a sudden, she's just as bad as Cassina is because she's Cassina just did the same thing to her. Like, accused her of being a rebel for no reason and instead of her turning her anger on Cassina, her like anger that she's had her whole life she turns it on fibby who's been nothing but loyal and kind to her with absolutely no evidence and i'm just like you an asshole. Yeah. Like, not only are you dumb, but you're a terrible person. She pins Vippy on the ground. Oh, which I didn't know she she's like forceful to her.
0: Oh, she does. Yeah, she like yeah she like pins the ground and she's like, on your life You better not be one. Like, that's what she says to her. And that's how the chapter ends. That's the end of it.
1: It's the end of the chapter, and it's the end of me <laughs> because I'm so angry.
0: Like, what did Vippy ever do to you? Do you know what I think? So, okay. Well, we know that, like, the girls are going to become rebels because they're going to sort of help a rebellion rise up against whatever, like, Indra itself. Too. Like, I, that's kind of, you know, it's called Rebels, City of Indra. It's probably not named for the antagonists, but, I mean, we'll see. This is an assumption on my part, but there, I think what has to happen next is Vippy, as it turns out, is a rebel, and she's going to entreat... Uh, Lex into the rebellion by basically being like it's not what you think like you need to like unlearn the lies that you've learned from the Empire like that's probably the route that I see I mean that's where I think we're going.
1: And if that is the truth, it's even more frustrating because once again, it's setting her up to be right about something, even if she's
0: being evil while doing it. Like Right. She's not gonna choose it. Yeah. She's gonna she's gonna choose it for the wrong reasons. <laughs> right. It's not it's not because she's like, Oh, I know that the rebellion is actually fighting a good cause because I've got doubts myself about, you know, the institutions around us. It's like she actually fully believes that they're horrible and then maybe she'll join them anyways i don't know i guess we'll find out
1: not just believes that they're horrible but what i mean is that like her instinct that like how did she suddenly decide that vippy is rebel like if she's right like this is just setting it up so that she's right about something else even though she has no reason to believe <laughs> yeah. this so you know what i mean <laughs> good point. it's so frustrating yeah
0: absolutely
1: so rose and a thorn
0: it's rose in a thorn My, my thorn for this is the there's no the, the, the game makes no sense I don't understand why this game happened in the first yeah. place it just feels so random mm-hmm. and um, I don't know what it was supposed to like establish and I also I also I like when there are like mystical magical sports right sort of added into into like worlds because it's good world building typically to include something like that right uh, but To me, it's just a missed Mm -hmm. opportunity for something better that could have, like, slotted in there. Anyways, instead, we get her, like, listening to Magnets, like, dribbling a ball and listening to Magnets daredevil style. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, like, kind of stupid, so... um, And my rose? I don't even remember anything in this chapter that I really liked. I don't know. Do you have a rose? I do. What's your rose?
1: I do have a rose. Okay, so, um... So okay, so my thorn is definitely her reaction to Vippy okay. and like that whole interaction. Yeah. Um, I hate the structure of the chapter in general, like the fact that there's like a a a, a huge terrorist attack, then there's a random game, and then there's this like <laughs> this like accusatory moment between the characters. I think it was just like a mess in general. Yeah. Um, but definitely her ooh, her interaction with Vippy is definitely the worst moment for me in the book um and then I think the rose I would say is like sort of her doubt of herself okay yeah like her having that like sort of internal thought Mm -hmm. like like maybe I don't belong here like maybe this was a mistake like I loved to see her like not be perfect for a moment and sort of like have self-doubt and add a little bit of tension even though it immediately drops off because it's not revisited at yeah. all um, and I doubt that it will be again yeah
0: that's fair that's fair even hearing that I still have no rose sorry sorry it's not always gonna happen guys we don't always have roses
1: <laughs> wow way to break
0: tradition no you're right you're right I I should figure out a rose um
1: no I don't think you need I don't think okay. you need to I think it's totally valid to not have a rose. I don't think we should force each other to have a Yeah, rose.
0: okay, all right, fair, fair, fair. So we do have some listener questions to, to get to. We'll get to those in just a second. Before Ooh. we do, make sure to come find us on Discord so you can submit your own questions. The link for that is in our show notes. And if you are enjoying the Bad Author Book Club Season 2 read of this crazy-ass book... Let us know in the reviews. Find us wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a review. Let us know. And seek us out on social media. We love hearing from you. It's so much fun to, like, post, like, the memes and, like, the the fan art and all that fun stuff. Um, We do those on our social channels. And we are on Twitter at Bad Author Pod and Instagram at Bad Author Book Club. Uh, Now, time for... Oh, no, Wait. And if you'd like to follow me, Ryan, I am on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Ryan Lasala, And most recently, Blue Sky Social at just Ryan Lasalla.
1: Yay. And you can follow me at Clarabel Ortega on Insta, Twitter, and TikTok. My website is clarabelortega.com. And I'm also on Blue Sky so- Social at Clarabel Ortega because they don't let you do underscores, which is fine because your name is already long enough as it is yeah, on that website.
0: Truly. I know. Yeah. It's so cumbersome. But. Anyways, on to some reader mail. So uh, this is also from Aline from Discord. It's a good question that I wanted to ask about. And I don't know that we have an answer yet, but I think we will. So I want to keep it on our mind. Do you think we'll get references Mm. to the other Kardashians?
1: Hmm. Mm. I mean, I'm not 100% sure. I would say... Yes, it feels like this is the kind of thing that would want to reference the other um, Kardashians. However, I feel like it's almost impossible for them to like have another woman adjacent to them that doesn't have something wrong with them and I feel like that would cause like a huge fight so maybe not (laughs)
0: it's true like the Kardashians being so iconic especially when this was written right like it feels like there's such a heavy weight to kind of like put them in here or reference them because like the fact that this was written by the Jenner sort of shines through so brightly right in this book But Mm -hmm. I think if they're smart, they will avoid like adding in any sort of like, you know, proxies for like, you know, the the other the other Kardashians. I don't know the Kardashians that well. So I I don't like there could be examples of this that we've just missed so far. But I don't think there's anything that sort of strikes me as like, oh, that's a reference, like someone in their their family. I thought if I think if someone's going to show up, it's going to be Chris
1: yeah i mean i guess the governess could be chloe because she's tall and the short one could be courtney because she's short That's <laughs> it. like what else are they gonna say like i don't know like what personality traits well, are they going to right. sort of discuss that yeah i would catch i don't i don't know we'll have to ask kat who is our resident kardashian our expert Car- she's Cardio-
0: our cardiologist so. no that's a cardi b uh expert hello (laughs) oh that's a cardi b sorry oh my god my bad but yeah that's a great question and it's definitely something that i want to keep an eye on as we move forward the thing is we actually have not met that many main characters yet because we're still in what feels like sort of the rising expository action of like learning about these girls and their histories like even though we're like 70 pages into this book like i think the meat of the book will have to do with Rebellion. And I think once we get into, like, that, once we ease into them learning secrets mm. and, like, those are going to be the major players. Because, again, like, there's a second book. So, like, there's no rush to introduce, like, the major cast here. Like, they'll they'll get here later. Then I'm going to be paying a little bit more attention to, like, who are the major characters and, like, who where do I think they got inspired from. But I don't think we've met those people yet. Like, I don't think the governess is going to be a lasting presence in this book. Although that would be fucking sick if she was.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, If she ever dies, I'll miss her big. They're gonna have to
0: bury her, not six feet under the ground, but twelve, just so that there's enough room between her chest and the dirt above her. (laughs) So otherwise, it's gonna be a tombstone with tits.
1: It'll be just like a mountain, and nobody knows why.
0: (laughs) Why is that the funniest thing that's happened in this episode? Oh, because we're brilliant. Oh, my God. The, the uh. fan art of the governess. I, I who did that? Was it Sylvester that in our Discord that did the fan art of the governess? That was like the huge, like.
1: I'm not sure, but it was it so was good. So it was good. Giant boobs and no arms. <laughs> no arms.
0: Yeah, she looks like a wee person. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I said it as my, incredible. As, my, as my phone background for a little bit. But then I had to take it down because I was at ALA <laughs> with Clarabel and I couldn't have this, like, huge-titted character as <laughs> my phone. You could have, actually. Probably. Yeah. Well, you know why? Because you're my phone background sometimes, too. And, you know, you've got a great rack. So, same thing. <laughs> thank yeah, you. You're welcome. Thank you. Same
1: thing. Pretty <laughs> much. Anyhow, thank you for the quest. Maybe I'm the governor. Yeah.
0: Oh. You <laughs> made the Maybe tv movie. Jesus Christ. Okay, well, thank you for the question, uh, Aline. Thank you, everyone yes. else, for listening. Let us know your other questions, and we shall see you next week, hot queens.
1: See you next week. Bye. two
0: stone with tits. <laughs>